You are listening to a Stick Boy We Talk production in association with the Fresh Take Network. Podcast in association with the Stick Boy Podcast and the Fresh Take Network. He is the futurist and the crown prince of charisma, Martin. Uh, you know what? I think I need another nickname. Let's see, I'm up with something that's uh, catchy and cool and uh, in no way represents me. Mm-hmm. I'll let you simmer on that. And he is the senator. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And uh, Joshua Adam William Arthur, and you are listening to your wrestling podcast. And uh, we put the worst out show out on Friday, and it was already aged terribly. The, the The problem with that show is we already have for 2023 our best match of the year is pretty much not even pretty much. It's like 99.5 percent wrapped up and done. Uh, we may have our worst gimmick already with Alexa Bliss. And we may have our worst match because that match on Dynamite was really bad, but I'm sure there'll be worse matches. The Jeff Jarrett one, I was not a fan of. But more importantly, already have our biggest story of the year. Uh, put the Eric Bischoff music up for a second because he's back better than ever. Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is back. In the WWE fold, I will kind of go through the documents and everything that happened here in a bit, and this for sale stuff and everything like that. Um, Senator, I'll let you kind of take us off first here. Just uh, your kind of initial thoughts to everything that's went on here the past, uh, I guess, seventy-two plus hours now. Um, nothing is surprising to tell you the truth. Um, did I think that he was going to stay away for a little bit longer? Yeah. But six months, he changed his mind. He came back. He's a majority stakeholder. Might as well, right? It's your company. We talked about it on the, was it the worst stuff? When we said mm-hmm. that he's going to be around as much as we thought that maybe him leaving or him stepping down forcefully was was for the right decision. He even said, a couple months ago that he stepped down and him stepping away was the wrong decision. So did I think it was going to last a little bit longer? Yeah. For Royal rumble, the road to WrestleMania, all that stuff is here right now. That should be noted. He is going to want to come back. Zero part of this for his comeback is for creative. He has zero input in anything creative uh, at all at this point, as far as we're told. It, this is yeah, as far as just as a, as a sale and media rights goes, but we'll we'll talk about that in a yeah. second. Um, on your thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I when I hear he's not part of creative, I doubt it. Uh, mm-hmm. Control freak like him, a guy who would rip up fourteen, uh, you know, scripts on the day of the show to and and you know minutes before the show. The, this guy, you're telling me he's going to stay away from creative? Are, are you kidding me? I, I just don't buy it. But uh, 
I mean, I don't know what else you, you really want me to say because I mean, it's already been said. I mean, it, it, I find him sing, and this is not surprising. And it really, for me, is just another one of those those notches against the company that makes me not want to support it. But it is what it is. It's it's the senator is right. It's not surprising in the least. You know, I mean, we no. we all talked about uh, you know a couple of weeks ago about as soon as we heard him say it was a mistake about coming back and we talked about it then and, and I think I said everybody would step aside and of course let him back you know and it because they kind of don't have a choice exactly. mm-hmm. have a choice or not you know he it's a weird world the wrestling world the WWE isn't like any other corporate situation completely. It's its own, it's, it's this exists kind of separate from everything else because it's rustling. It's its own weird little world. And how Vince McMahon is viewed by us compared to how he's viewed internally is a completely different thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it is. I mean, so as far as we know right now, Vince has... We can talk about creative stuff afterwards, but right now this story really has nothing to do at all with creative and the direction of creative. It has zero to do with that. Um, as far as everything that we know right now, it is more to do with media rights and a potential sale of the company. Um, and I, I mean, and it. Let me go to this part first about the employee environment because you're already having Sean Ross Sapps that he's talked to a numerous amount of talent in it and employees that are both terribly fearful for their jobs now and and don't have an idea of the direction Uh, you have all these free agents coming up in 2024 and i i I thought this before but i mean maybe i I don't know what's going on because i say this with now hearing that tomatonga and um piccolo piccolo are both interested in going to the fed but i i I mentioned this in the sense of let's take the vince mcmahon stuff out of this for a second if there is a sale there has to be uncertainty if you are some of those big free agents from 2024. And those are the names of MJF, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Ricky Starks are the, the big name level free agents. And I believe Jay White is on that list as well. Uh, take away the fact of whether you want to work for Vince or not. It's now the uncertainty of who is in charge of a company, who is running a company, if this comp- if you signed with this company and they sell to the Saudi Arabia company, which I'm just going to firmly say on here right now, if they sell to that Saudi Arabia company, I will no longer support this company. I'm out. Plain, simple, written, done. I don't care about a Royal Rumble. I don't care about a WrestleMania. If they're owned by the Saudis, I am out before we get anywhere else. That, that one was rumored around. I don't think that one's going to happen from everything I've heard, but I am out. I have zero interest then. Um, I don't think, I think the, the ideas of what you just brought up was, was a valid thing to bring up, but I'm more looking at it as people don't have interest in working for Vince at all. So I think if there is a sale, 
there's more of a chance that you see people that will go there if they feel like there's no involvement at all that Vince will be able to have at that point. Well, they got to know who's running the company, right? Because I I look at example I used in the group chat, and Martin, I'll get you to talk on this because you'll have a little bit more of a sense of uh, stuff. Is when uh, WCW well end up when Crockett got sold and became WCW, and was ran by Jim Hurd. Uh, who was put in charge because they thought he was a good executive and he ran a pizza hut and they put him in charge, which was what led Ric Flair to leaving uh, the promotion. And he had take teams like the ding dongs. And that's kind of more what I'm talking about of, you don't know who will be in charge of a promotion that has not, doesn't have a wrestling background. You can have NBC or Disney or whoever buy it, but what, what interest are they going to have on the product and who are they going to put in charge of it? And, and that's kind of what I'm looking at, Morton, is what happened with Crockett becoming WCW. Now, they got lucky. They finally hit on a, on, a, on a golden nugget eventually with Eric Bischoff. Say what you want to say about him. But he was a positive for them and brought them to this other level that made them threaten Vince. But it took them a long time to get to that level. And Jim Hurd, among others, were really, really bad for the company and had talents like Flair leave. I've never heard a single person say a good word about Jim Hurd. Yeah. Not a single one. I mean, it, you, you put somebody, and this was, I mean, the company was not in the best shape even before Jim Hurd got there. No. You know, um, Cowboy Bill Watts. That's the other one. You know, off the top rope. That and, yeah, you couldn't go off the top rope. And, you know, the, the one positive out of that was probably Ron Simmons. Mm-hmm. getting the belt and that was about it you know i mean it was it was awful underneath him jim hurt came in it was terrible it is true i mean if you don't have somebody i mean you may i don't think i think tony khan has proven that we don't need somebody who necessarily has experience in the wrestling industry to run a company like but you do have to have some knowledge of the wrestling mm-hmm. industry and jim hurt had none right he had absolutely no knowledge of the wrestling industry whatsoever and you don't know i mean the whole point of vince coming back appears to be that there's so much more confidence in the company for a buyer as long as he's around but again he's what 77 now Mm -hmm. Uh, his mother's still alive though so yeah his mother didn't do his mother hasn't taken steroids every day of her life for yeah X amount of years either. And Vince, uh, I'm sorry, has. <laughs> and that, you know, is a is a different factor. Uh, I don't know that you can po- compare this to Jim Hurd because we don't, Jim Hurd was a known entity of somebody who shouldn't have been running the company. We don't know who would be running the company if this, and there's somebody who, shouldn't be running the company yeah, coming forward mind you, this is this is the worst case scenario i mean you look at when um, yeah endeavor bought the ufc like well fertita's out of this but dana you're still in charge we still want dana white he knows what he's doing he's going to be in charge i don't even want to talk positive about dana white right now but in the oh, relation God, to no. this in the relation to this when when endeavor bought it uh, and, and look, and Endeavor is one of those other companies that are looking at it. So I, I'll kind of go by the companies here. Uh, so we have Comcast, which is NBC Universal. We have Fox, we have Disney, Warner Brothers, Netflix, Amazon, Endeavor, which is again the the group that bought the um, 
the UFC, and then we have Liberty Mutual, and then whatever this Saudi company is that owns Live Golf. Uh, Senator, in those, like, if you had a three that you think are the most realistic, what would you go with the three? And then I'll, I'm interested in yours, in yours, Morton. Um, so this kind of goes back to what a point that you just made about Endeavor buying UFC. Mm-hmm. I, the top two for me is NBC Universal because of their long-lasting history. history. Yeah. And Fox, because Fox just put up how much money just to get SmackDown. So I feel like, and at this point, Fox is in more need of all year-round sports rather than just football and NASCAR, which is what they predominantly, and and the and baseball at certain points, right? But they need one that will continue to generate um, weekly numbers. And I think when you look at those two, those would be the ones that would kind of have like that Endeavor Dana White situation where it's like, we're keeping you on Triple H for this role and Steph and mm-hmm. Nick Khan for this role because you've already have a history of working with them at this point now too. And then the third one that I would put up there for me, I think I would kind of lean towards, I saw people saying Netflix, but I think Netflix just spent way too much money on their compound that they just built, that $900 million. And they're just just squandering money at this point right now. So I would look at Amazon because I think that Amazon is really trying to get into sports, sports entertainment, all that type of stuff, especially with how much money they just paid for Thursday night football. And I would... Wouldn't be surprised if Google ends up in there too because of the YouTube deal. Mm. Now that they just got um like NFL pass, like you know, so they're trying to get into this live TV sports game too. So those are my four actually. Uh, Morning, where are you going? It's funny, you know, they're live TV sports when they want to be, and they're sports entertainment when they, you know, yeah. they're entertainment when they want to be. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't think Netflix, because Netflix has been bleeding money for years. They're a money loser. I don't think they have the capital to, to make this purchase. I mean, what did UFC go for? Was it three, four billion? Four billion. Um, by the way, really quickly, I'll come back to you in a second, uh, Morton. Uh, Senator, what's your number? I have my number. What's your number for sale? My number for sale at this point right now, I think it's going to go higher than UFC. Mm-hmm. So I have it at about six to eight bill yeah mine was six more six million as well anyway and um, your three and so i mean prime and denver and uh nbc universal comcast um yeah those to me are are, are the top three contenders um again i you know i look at a company like disney and it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It, yeah, exactly. And and I can just kind of take them out of there because it, it just it's like, what would they really do with a product that is so different and out of the box from their current with their currently how they're marketing scene? Yeah. You know, WWE. Um, so I, 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 can't, ESPN, I think you can take I them guess. out of there. But like I yeah, like I, I don't agree. see I don't that. Think, I don't see that. But if you look, if you look at Endeavor, if Endeavor buys it, 
then there's going to have that connection with ESPN because UFC mm -hmm. is on True. ESPN Plus, right? Yeah. So that's where they do Cake all the reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I just am having a difficult time seeing them even selling. Like it's obvious that it's happening. Yeah. But I just don't understand. Here you have a company that your your family has built for three generations and you have all the money in the world. All you're going to get if you sell this company is more money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if you keep this company, you continue to have that legacy for your children and your grandchildren and everybody else to run this company. And the, just the legacy continues to be there. This is throwing away legacy for money, which is the one thing that you don't seem to need so i i just can't wrap my head around it i think it's a pettiness yeah at this point I right agree. now i agree i think i think when vince was forced to step down during those times he and his pettiness came up right like we saw at the royal rumble he fired uh shane mcmahon right and he, him and shane always had like that kind of strained relationship mm. um Stephanie is the one that I feel the most sorry for if they do so, because she's stuck by her dad's side through so many things, right? Until she was and fired last year. Exactly, right? Like, it's just, it's just one of those, one, it's just out of sheer pettiness that I see this sale happening. Yeah, because... I think that's a good point. Pettiness Whoa. really has got to be the, it feels like that would be your leading reason why. Well, because Stephanie and Hunter were, were fired. Let's just let's put it what it is. They were fired without making that word on it. Like Hunter more or less admitted on that show with Ariel, like they were going up to a cabin to just be parents again. Like, like yeah, no, we were just stepping away from the like you were fired, and they know it. And Stephanie was becoming a scapegoat for other stuff, and you know Meltzer's even reported on that. Sean Ross Sapp as well, that Stephanie was starting to get used as a scapegoat for stuff. And if you go to some of these emails, you can find them on Brandon Thurston's Twitter. It's the best place to find it. Uh, in these back and forth that he has with the board of just being like, the company, I, 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 I you know, give you marks on this difficult time that you have, you know, done okay without me. And it's like, you mean the difficult time you caused us? The difficult time that you caused us? The time that since you've been gone, house show revenue is up. Merchandise revenue is up television ratings and demos are up since you have left now yes the stock morale did bump up, up when he came morale is up that's the biggest one thank you senator um yes the stock did go to a high when he came back because the name vince mcmahon at the end of the day kind of like if a donald trump with, with the trump company it does mean something as much as we fucking hate them and don't like their business those names do mean something to business the name vince mcmahon does mean something to business um, but the company had been better without him. And I agree with you, Senator. I think it was a lot of pettiness because he had seen that WWE was in a better place. And you may not be wrong of them turning the corner here, getting ready to go to WrestleMania and wanting to turn things around. Um, and I'm, I want you guys to get to the pettiness just quickly on my three. I agree with kind of you guys. I think Comcast is number one with the bullet. Even They have the history going all the way back. To working and doing closed circuit for the original mania having saturday night's main event and and everything that they have now so and then also if they, they have the most to lose also right yeah yeah if it goes someplace else they have the most to lose yeah and that because usa would probably be, be done usa might not be a station anymore without raw usa would be done peacock 
you take up you take away all yep. that's all that stuff off of peacock like a lot of their if you remember when they integrated the wwe network into peacock peacock's numbers subscription numbers before that were not where they were You're after bad. the integration right so that's losing out on your streaming revenue one of your network revenues like it's and a lot of ads coming from because as much as we want to say three hour raws they generate a lot of revenue ad revenues Mm -hmm. because it's three hours right five hours of programming a week minimum exactly you know that they have have usa because they have uh, nxt right nxt yeah yeah and it's uh yeah that's uh, that's a good point and it's main event and thing is on hulu right so now this now you're bringing a little connection if you really wanted to throw in disney into it that's a way because that was like a little tester to see hey like and on on the peacock note too there was only from my understanding to my american friends there was only uh before WWE came there there was only two reasons you got peacock was that's where the office went and originally i think it's changed now but that's where yellowstone was going for a while they had the streaming rights for yellowstone so people would gather to peacock for yellowstone which i think is now officially and the states now in paramount i'm not sure there's some weird uh, thing about right here it's with paramount it's with paramount in, in the states yeah it wasn't and the originally, latest season of, the latest originally. season at least is on paramount yeah um, the original, i mean all these just, all these streaming services are already losing money you yeah. know that's, why that's the peacock thing needs I mean, to sell. yeah i mean peacock is not probably should merge with paramount that's the biggest win that both of them can have is just merging with each other theoretically yeah yeah i mean but they're all playing the long game mm-hmm. and they have to and yeah i mean the senator made an excellent point that losing that streaming revenue from the wwe may just it, it may force their hand they just cannot uh, afford to lose that and for Comcast. I think you guys are right about Amazon. I think Amazon makes a lot of sense and Endeavor makes a lot of sense. Uh, Disney, it depends what they want to do with the ESPN side of things. I don't think, I don't know what Fox is doing um, with, with whatever they're doing. Um, and then there's my wild card and it's the cons because the cons can 100% buy them. And no one's really talking about it, but the cons can 100% buy them. Now, it goes back to Senator's point on pettiness, and yeah, that's the point where I don't think they would sell to ShadCon. ShadCon, by the way, is worth $13 billion, but I, I don't think it'd be like, hey, here's $6 billion. I think it'd be a lot of what happened with UFC and Endeavor, where that was a lot of loans in different ways. Like Endeavor didn't just give them straight $4 billion out of their account. There was loans and different ways to go. And if Shad or Tony... Or to do this, and then again, this is a wild card, and this is a dream scenario. I do not think the cons are buying them, but that's a wild card that's way out there. I'm surprised it's only 13 billion to tell you the truth, but having 13 billion dollars in value is not the same thing as having yeah. 13 billion dollars in cash. Obviously, that's his, that's his net worth. That's just yeah, exactly. I mean, there's that's a that's a completely different thing. Uh, I never thought about the cons buying them, but that would be interesting. Uh, I don't think it would happen just because. Would there be monopoly rules? But I guess there was because no, there wouldn't be. WCW and, and ECW, right? There wouldn't be a monopoly. I and mean, the government's not interested enough in professional wrestling to get involved yeah. in that, number one. Actually, there'd probably be more uh, with Endeavor having 
maybe the two combat sports leaders, maybe. Maybe, but I mean, there's still competition out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, say what you will, but there's still competition mm-hmm. technically out there. But it, it would be, the cons would be the, I think it would be the most fun for them to buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would certainly be. Wrestling, wrestling would, fan, be would be the funnest it's been probably since the territory age. Yeah, I mean, as a wrestling fan, that's a name that, like I say, I hadn't considered, but it it immediately has me excited because, let's face it, I mean, if we saw all those dream matchups that that we never thought we'd see, all of a sudden would feel like they're on the table. Mm -hmm. And little things like WWE's, uh, you know, I mean, like Khan's relationship, uh, Tony Khan's relationship with New Japan. Mm-hmm. opens up to WWE having a relationship with New Japan now. That that type of thing. It just really would be a lot of fun. But I mean hypothetically like if they shot. bought WWE, would they get rid of uh AEW do you think and just merge them together? This is a quick fun hypothetical. No. No. I don't the, think so. The way how the way how Tony Khan seems like he just likes the names of stuff if he was mm-hmm. to own it. Like it, it would still be WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, like all the, all that stuff. I just that is a fun hypothetical, but we know just straight out of pettiness that's not happening because you're not gonna have Vince is not the only way I see that ever happening is if Vince gets ultimately ultimate petty, and it's just. And it's just one of those ones where it's like, I will, because according to the reports and everything, he has nothing to do with creative or anything like that. He's only there for the sale, right? Mm -hmm. The most ultimate petty thing to do at that point, if you really want to do a F you to your family, is sell it to the cons and make, and use them as a scapegoat to be like, well, you lost the war. It had nothing to do with me, right? Like- the more I think about it, say they make a bid that's $250 million more than anybody else, for pettiness sake, is it, are they going to turn down $250 million? I don't even think, tell you the truth, that they could because they have a, a responsibility to their shareholders to take yeah, the highest bid. It's funny you mentioned that because Brandon Thurston mentioned it. He's like, this sale is different if they were private. He's like, the fact that they're public makes the sale completely different. And that was one of the statements that came out too, was that they may look to going back to being private. Mm-hmm. So if they do look into going back into being private, that is literally that they don't have to have that responsibility as if it was public. Mm-hmm. So it's just an interesting time for, for all of this right now. And this year started off with a I was gonna say with a bang, but that's not the right term to use when you're talking. <laughs> when you're... Yeah. That's an so, ironic term to use. Yeah. So start off with a bang the, in Japan, that's for sure. It was that yeah, was just Will Ospreay's back. Started off with a like you said, the biggest story of the year already. Mm-hmm. The only story that I see could could an actual it, sale would be bigger. Sale. Yeah, yeah. If it sells, yeah. Uh, I mean, 
The thing I'm so interested in is that, you know, with Dana this week and with Vince this week, I think the Dana thing got a little, the Dana thing is he's the only one that's taking accountability. Nobody else is taking accountability. Like ESPN was asked about like, well, we just broadcast it. We don't, we have nothing to do with anything like that. It's the end of the day, like people want Dana and they want events to be associated with these because business wise, they feel more comfortable, which makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. I was more uncomfortable. I don't know if y'all were as uncomfortable as I was, but I was more uncomfortable with the fact that they still went along with the press conference for his slap. Yeah. Uh, hey, they delayed it a week, week, Senator. I'll have you know, they delayed that show a week. <laughs> That'll show Not up. Enough. Whoa. But yeah, that was the thing that made me the most uncomfortable. Was like, And how does AEW promote that? Like, does AEW promote it next week? Are they supposed to? Like, I don't know. I doubt it. I, I, who knows? Actually, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I mean that with the Vince stuff. I mean, I think you kind of hit it on the head at the start, Martin, and you did too, Senator. And the fact is, like, come on and say, yeah, like what he did is bad, and all that, and it is. And I think it's the frustration and everything, and cue the Jesse Pinkman gif of. He, he can't keep getting away with this, but he's going to. It's uh, a side of, I mean, they just let go of the guy that was doing the investigation. So rather we like it or not, Vince is back in this company, which I'm very much struggling with trying to enjoy a Royal Rumble this year now under this banner. It's very uncomfortable. It's good that we have outlets like Japan and like AEW right now because this whole thing is very uncomfortable. I, I Again, I'd like you with the Saudis about it. I would be out. That's probably not gonna, but even Vince coming back. I mean, um, it's already a company that I'm watching less than I ever have before. Yeah, but you're right. We're coming into WrestleMania season. It becomes a real. There's, there's. I feel like for the last several years, I've been in this moral dilemma. Yeah, quandary. What's it called again? When you're pulling the rope, vortex. No, each side pulling it's it's tug of war. war. Tug, tug of war. war. Thank you. Uh, is the word I'm looking for. Uh, I feel like I've been in this moral tug of war between trying to put aside, and it's not just with Vince McMahon, it's with a lot of people in entertainment. Yeah. They're enjoying their product versus having to accept their their who they are as human beings yeah you know and there's many musicians out there who i really enjoy who that was my kanye quantity this year like i i I finally got to the point with kanye yeah i was like once once the kanye i mean look it probably should have happened before alex jones but like we got to that point and then he said the hitler stuff and even the anti-semitic i'm like okay i gotta delete him off my I got to delete them off my, my, my Apple music. I just, this, this can't happen anymore. And I got in a fight with someone yesterday. He's, we were he's the one of the guys game. I was definitely thinking of. They're he's still playing Kanye music at games, by the way. There's I don't a lot know of why. Them. I don't know why we're still playing Kanye music at basketball games and, and sport games. I don't understand why we're still doing this. I don't know. It is a real, it's a real, like, it's a, it feels like a, uh, like I say, it's tug of war for my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? not to be overly dramatic but that's what it feels like it's like can you put aside and watch or listen to 
this particular human being and put us. Bill Cosby is about to, you know, Bill Cosby. I mean, I loved Bill Cosby. Yep. I can't listen to Bill Cosby now. I can't watch Bill Cosby. I grew up on this guy, though. He you know, I'm that dad. exact age. I grew up on this guy, and now he's going to go on tour. And it, I'd be lying if I said there isn't a portion of me that wants to go see that because he's a legend I grew up on. On the other hand, I can't. And it's it's this, am I a bad person if I go and listen to one of his old albums? Does that make yeah. me a bad person or not? I don't know anymore. And, well, that and that's like, just another example. There's so many. That's like, the, the, I mean, Sir WWE kind of falls, WWE kind of falls in that category. Yeah. Vince McMahon, not just what we're seeing here, but many examples in the past, is not a person who I admire or respect for as a human being. He is somebody who I admire and respect for what he accomplished in his business and the entertainment he gave me. So again, where does that put me as a human being? Well, if, if I have both of these feelings for well, uh, him and for a, his, his company. How's about another wrestling one for you that I struggle with? It was just Hogan, right? Like I see Hogan and every time he comes out, I'm like, I was a Hulkamaniac and all that stuff. But then I'm like, right. And every single time, I think I'm just about to cheer for Hogan. I go find that clip on YouTube right away. Like, okay, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You're not a Hulkamaniac anymore. He's a fucking piece of shit. But, you know, it. you you have that brief moment when you hear Real American come on. You're like, yeah, Hulkamania, brother. And I was like, no, 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 no. I think, I think you guys are bringing up, like, some really thought-provoking conversations. My thought on it is always, um, for me, I look at I look at the people that are actually on screen a lot of the times, mm-hmm. and and look at it as who I'm supporting. Right? If if that year that WrestleMania when Hulk Hogan hosted with Titus, mm-hmm. I shut it off the whole time while he was on. The screen and then i would turn back on if he was still on turn it right back off right like it's just it's i i have a certain level of respect for certain for the work that the individuals and the performers are doing all the time but once i know that you're an asshole that's how i look at you right like it's nothing that you can do can change change that for me like yeah for him you guys brought up Kanye. I've been off of Kanye for like three years now. Yeah, like, I just been off Kanye long ago. It's yeah. it's not even it's not even. I people ask me if I heard Donda. I still haven't listened to that. It was album. trash. Like, you didn't I'm miss just, anything. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not in. Once I'm off of somebody, the hardest person for me for the longest, it, the two was Vince, just because of ev- I grew up watching wwe like Mm. he was my introduction wwe wwf back then was what got me into wrestling right it wasn't wcw it wasn't thing it was wwf and then the heart the hardest one for me for the longest was r kelly because Mm, until i heard that's another good one to mention 
and then I look at all the music that he wrote and all the like his catalog was just so extensive where yeah. it was like when once I finally heard like the full story because you hear the stories when you're a kid but you don't really pay attention to them you don't really know the magnitude but when you get older and you really hear everything and whatever that was one where I had to be like no nah, I can't I can't do this anymore right and that sucks because I literally stopped listening to even songs that he wrote for other artists and those are some of my favorite ones so you know like listening to Aaliyah records like to not listen to them now is just weird to me but yeah I also can't support I I know I don't go back and listen to Bill Cosby as an example of somebody I brought up I don't but the fact that I even want to or consider it makes me feel bad it's a it's a very and, and that's like I don't know I'm, I know I'm not watching Raw tomorrow there's a football game on I'll watch instead and uh, you how know. much do you guys want to bet he's on the 30th anniversary oh for sure yeah He's, he's, he's yeah. Oh, we got Adam's going to join us. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And yeah, he's going to get he... a massive pop. He's going to get a massive pop on, on the 30th anniversary. <laughs> and he's going to walk into the backstage, and you know what he's going to say? Welcome. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly we have, what uh, going to happen. We have Adam uh, Diesel Power joining us right now. Adam, we're just talking about uh, Vince and. Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Kanye, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby. It's a real riveting conversation. No, we're, just, the, but just the side of, well, just the sense of people that once we all enjoyed, but because of being pieces of shit human beings and then dissip- dissipating yourself from their art or from enjoying or cheering them on. Uh, yeah. I thought you meant people that were involved in the Vince. <laughs> That's why I said Donald Trump. Yeah. Not people you liked and then hated. Look, I mean, when he was on The Apprentice, <laughs> I thought he was fucking funny. I, didn't, I don't Trump think I ever like... Trump was, Trump was one of the names in hip-hop that people always had in yeah. rhymes and all that stuff all the he time. He was like the original like flair. But he was ridiculed. He was ridiculed since the 90s, 80s. Yeah, even. but not, not what he is now. In mainstream media. Yeah. No, no, no. It's yeah. different. Uh, Adam, so I asked them this, so I'll kind of backtrack a little bit here. Um, I was asking, so the, the sale for the company, uh, the names are Comcast, Fox, Disney, Warner Bros, Netflix, Amazon, Endeavor, that's the group that bought the UFC, and Liberty Media. Um, number one, how much do you think the company will sell for? And then who are your three companies that you have your eye on that could, that could be sold to? I, I honestly have no idea what the value is of this company we we all said I, the I same number even. we all said the same number what'd you say i have we no idea said, we all said six billion ufc went for four okay. star wars went star wars went for what three and marvel went for two i believe star wars went for four actually did it not lucasfilm went for, went for four yeah and so you look at the um, vast library they have and you know, if you're a media company, you have archive footage to John Cena, Dwayne Johnson, Dave Batista, mm. uh, Mercedes Verdano for whatever she's going to be, Hulk Hogan. You know, you have all this, all this backup footage you can use. I think, 
I, I always thought since um, WWE moved to Fox and that was right around or just after the time Disney bought them, mm-hmm. um, that that was kind of setting up an inevitable purchase by Fox. That was kind of always my thought. So I think Fox is still the front runner for me. And by the way, they um, bought Fox Media. They do not own Fox Sports. So this would probably be Fox Sports. You think this would be Fox Sports? Disney doesn't own Fox Sports. Disney bought Fox Entertainment yeah, yeah. Media. So that was Searchlight and FX and all that. But this would go under the media. I don't think this, this would, would go, this would under, go under Fox Sports, from my understanding. Well, technically, there is no Fox Sports mm. because... So there was those old, if you remember back in the day when you'd watch TSN or Sportsnet for Canadian listeners, you'd see those like substations if you're watching a random Cavaliers game or something, it'd be like Fox Sport Ohio. They had to sell that because then Disney would have gone into Monopoly. So they had to sell off the sports side of it because then they would have owned a Fox Sports. Uh, they would have owned Fox Sports and ESPN, which would have monopolized the sports media side of things. So then they sold that to a group called Bally. And now if you see some random NBA games or baseball games, you'll see Bally Sports. And that would be the former Fox Sports uh, for the for the uh, like individual network uh, regional uh, sides of things. But the bigger side of uh, NFL and college football and PGA, that's probably the side that it would go to. But it's so SmackDown is on regular Fox, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Fox. It's on the Fox that's owned by Disney. So that's why I'm Disney doesn't own Fox. They don't own the station. They don't own the station of Fox. They own the no. They don't never. They've never owned the station of Fox. They don't own Fox News. Um, They don't own Fox Sports and they don't own the Fox station, but they own the media library and then they own like searchlights pictures and FX and all that kind of stuff. Well, I still think Fox is definitely in there just Fox yeah. generally um just because sure. of that that push um I do think Disney has has another big push for it um what's this Saudi company is that Liberty Media uh no that's not it's not listed uh and I already stated on here <laughs> yeah. if they get if they get sold to the Saudis I'm out just out of curiosity yeah that's not did, that's not did they just out of curiosity did they Disney buy this media library before or after smackdown started airing on fox before before okay yeah yeah so that's where they have the rights now to Predator i remember it was it was a close heart. it was close like it was right it was around close. the similar time i, I think. think they were in negotiations because um, if, if you remember it was going to go to espn and then fox came out of nowhere with a balloon deal but it was going to go to espn and that's why i think disney may be out of this because they shifted disney and went to fox Um, the other one obviously has to be NBC, um, has to be a front runner just because of the Peacock collaboration. Like that's definitely another step in that direction. What that would mean for Canada would be weird to be seen because, uh, we get screwed already with not really being able to get the network the same way that they have in America and other countries. Yeah. We don't get, Um, I was on like an American, I, I was on, yeah, I was on an American wwe account uh network account for the longest time because i don't have cable and if you don't have cable in canada you can't get the network yeah which is like insane to me um and so if it goes directly just to peacock then it's like what does that really leave for canada we're in the same boat well then there's the um, can i feel like amazon 
I'm gonna put Amazon in there too. Just you as, picked the as same three. We all pretty much picked. Is that what you all picked? <laughs> pretty much. Endeavor was kind of in there. We all kind of ruled Disney out of it because Disney didn't really make sense. Did we all pick the same ones that um, MJF was bootlicking earlier today? MJF picked all the names I just I just nominated. <laughs> He's just like I forget how much I love all these companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think that, oh, that what is your over and under for Josh for how many people say by uh, let's say by WrestleMania, how many people are let go from the company? I think twenty. Wrestlers talking wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, wrestlers. Your, your wrestlers Tegan Knoxes, your Mia Yims, your Carrion Crosses. You know the people I do not feel sorry for. I have no sympathy for Jonah. Dumb move by him. I thought it was a dumb move for him to go back to WWE and not stay in Japan because Gato does not book uh, people like that. Various definitely foreigners very, very often. In the last five years, there's been four. Will, Jay White, Kenny, and AJ. Those are, the, those are four foreigners that got decent books and you were about to be in that territory and now you're going to go to WWE and you, I can definitely see if Vince does have final say that he he would be one like the tegan Knoxes, the emmas he's probably looking at carrying cross and like god damn it pal where's your fucking mask <laughs> i won't feel bad I, for the good brothers either no and the good brothers is the main <laughs> one i do not feel sorry for carl anderson and, and doc gallo did they get released and they bitch and complain i'm like i do not feel sorry for you that was your fault i do feel kind of bad for johnny gargano I I don't know if I think it's it's like because Vince is coming back, these people are going to get let go. I think they're going to try to trim the fat to kind of make their company look more viable on the yeah. on the financials so that the, the yeah. sale looks nicer. Well, so I don't know if it's so like big ticket names, right? At big prices. Hit row, baby. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Martin, about... Um, that there's going to be a lot of people that go, but I don't think it's like the Vince effect of letting them go. It's more of like, a, like we're, we'll see some of those big people. We're going to see a lot of those like people that have just been floating in the background for a while um, yeah. just to like trim off some, some like stagnant contracts or something. Like Zia Lee. Um, but Aaliyah. You said over Let's under 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said you said 20. over under 20. Uh-huh. That's the over under. I say more. I say over 20. What do you think, Senator? If you're talking like some NXT, or if you're talking like over oh, yeah. the whole Okay, yeah, okay. With yeah. NXT, yeah. Um, I'm going to say over because we already saw constantly these cuts that were happening beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that when they were making the cuts before they kept saying it was for financial reasons pretty much and already we've seen three three board of directors have to leave yep so i wouldn't be surprised if we're starting to see a lot more a lot more people get cut at that point just to make the sale look good the one person that i'm going to throw their name out there that i wouldn't be surprised if ends up getting cut too because he is, he's making a hefty amount at this point. 
and he didn't leave when Vince left is Kevin Dunn. That was mm. that was that was his that was his guy. That was and he was like the one of the guys that was ended up staying there when Vince left and all that stuff. And he gets paid a lot for doing fifty thousand camera cuts. I thought we're talking stuff. about bad things today. <laughs> that would mean Jeremy Borash gets to be head producer. You don't uh, if he's not gone too because of that. There, yeah. there's a few people that are that get paid a good amount of money right now from the company. And I'd like to know what's I mean, Strowman is probably like, well, you know, I can go back and do control your narrative. Control his again. narrative. <laughs> You're gonna have to end that would be cool. with uh with EC three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> there there's there's I mean it's funny because I hate to admit that Vince was right, but I mean I would say about 95% of those cuts in hindsight, they were the right calls because I mean, a lot of those AW impact, a lot of them, nobody touched, nobody touched hit row. Nobody. I'm surprised nobody touched Tegan Knox. I think she's talented, but Tegan Knox is back and she's done nothing. I don't think I've seen her on TV since she's came back. Like Emma's there and Emma's doing a storyline and I'm happy for her that she's with her boyfriend, but that's another guy like Riddick Moss will be cut. Definitely. Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona, I'm like 90% sure they re-signed with the company. And I mean, they could be back on the indies pretty fast, I would assume. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Matt Cardona will be at the Rumble. And Chelsea Green, I think, is going to be a toxic attraction in NXT. But I, I mean, who knows how long they're meant to be staying there. The one one person who I'm kind of worried about at this point right now hasn't even debuted yet, and that's Dragon Lee. He literally, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he's, yeah. Never, he's the oh, highest God. paid person in NXT. We've seen it with NX or with uh, Harry Shida. Just because you signed two weeks ago, mm -hmm. yeah. you can't be cut. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Adam, I remember Adam saying the post, like, Harry Smith signed. I'm like, that's so cool. We should have asked him about that when for, we saw him in Dungeon Wrestling. For UK. Yeah, for UK, right? Yeah. It was the same thing with um, with Raj when we were talking to him on the podcast about he had, like, a, a, a deal, like, pretty much everything but paper because they were doing NXT India, and they yeah. wanted him to kind of help out with that. And then, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we're not doing NXT India. And yeah, yeah Regal come back with him. with a non-Indian, come back with a non-Indian gimmick. <laughs> yeah, like so weird. Yeah, and because they had the Bollywood boys, they had Raj, and they had a few a Jinder. Uh, I mean, Jinder obviously. I mean, I guess that's a big question here, uh, Morton. Does this affect NXT the the potential NXT Europe now? I think it has to. Uh, NXT Europe is not exactly a money maker. It's it's it really it's Triple H's thing, you know. It always has been um, part of his idea of expansion in into different territories was to expand the different NXT India and these different things. Without Triple H, with him, we don't know what power he's going to have within the company, but clearly uh, his position is, um, let's say less sure than it once was 
And yeah, I think that that definitely it, NXT Europe is is definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say it's on the cutting lines yet necessarily, but it's it, what happens to it. Its future is going to be very interesting, and nothing would surprise me. Oh, you know who just came to mind a while ago? Hmm. And we all just forgot about this. He just started this week. William Regal is back in WWE. He's the mm-hmm. vice president. Oh, yeah. He's the he's, yeah. right now he's the vice president. I don't think he will be much longer. Wow. Like I just I just remembered thinking about like people that just came back. Well, did you guys you guys saw the Tony Khan tweet? No. What was that? Tony Khan tweeted, this was on Friday afternoon. Man, people around the office are sure nice to me today. I wonder why. Maybe it's because Rampage <laughs> yeah. is on tonight. And he got a lot of uh, he got a lot of crap for it too. He did, which is was amazing like, to me. It's like they're bringing back Vince McMahon, and you're upset over this guy's tweet. Like, <laughs> well, Tony, Tony, Khan's about to, Tony Khan's about to be really upset. He lost his phone at the Jacksonville game today. So, oh no! <laughs> I wonder if they have his, his booking plans on there. <laughs> uh, the be... Jaguars making the playoffs. I think he's uh, over the moon right now. Yeah. Oh, he's a addict about that. I'd just be more upset with all the contacts in my phone than whatever random plans I decided to put. All future bookings. Someone needs to get Tony's phone and be like, "Hi, Phil. You know what? We want you back. Come up, come to Dynamite on Wednesday. We'd love to have you back, Phil." Punk shows up. Like, What's up? What's up? Uh, nope. I didn't text you. The young bucks are interesting here because I mean, it's known that. They want to extend them in AEW, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, their 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 contracts coming up in 2024, mm-hmm. and it's known that they want to lock them down right now for at least another three years. Yeah. And I would think that if there was any um, ill feelings based on the suspension or uh, you know any wish to test the other waters, that uh, that we'll hear that they're being signed for that extension fairly soon after the week that has been in WWE. I think FTR might be the same now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they look yeah, like they had really one thinking... foot out the door. Now? Sorry, Adam? I was thinking they were going to go... I was thinking FTR was going to be in WWE by summer. Yeah. Um, but now things have changed. Plans have changed. Yeah, Mercedes and, uh, should sign that deal really quick. After Meltzer's like, no, she's not going to AEW. Yeah. She's going to go back. Mercedes like, you know what? Your deal looks good. I so like like you're saying, when like I know I know people are saying you don't want to go to WWE right now because it's so up in the air. Um, but what Tony and, and other promotions are gonna have to do is lock these people down because because it's like, like up in the air, it could go one way or the other. Like it could it could get sold and be like an amazing, I don't know, if it's like an amazing sale that they're like really excited about putting a lot of money bringing a lot of faces, doing something with it, then you're going to have guys like like the Young Bucks in a year from now be like, oh, maybe it is better to maybe, go over there. Maybe it's right? not so much about the morale as, as the fact that if there's a sale and there's all that money, if I spend $6 billion on a company, I'm going to turn around and immediately say, now I want some more stars. Increase the budget. If I'm willing to spend that much money, I'm willing to increase the budget yeah. to bring in more stars. 
it's like, like when Mark Cuban bought the Mavs. This person and this person. Pardon me? Right? It's like when yeah, Mark exactly. Cuban bought the Mavs. Yeah. Mark Cuban bought the Mavs. It's like, oh, I can get Steve Nash? Sweet. I'll get this guy and give me Nick Van Exel and give me Rafe LaFrance and give me Antoine Walker. Give me Juwan Howard. That's that's the new owner's interview. You're going to see it well, from the Suns owner. When, when Ted Turner bought WCW, give me Hulk yep. Hogan. Give me mm-hmm. Macho Randy Man. Savage. Give me Jim, yep. uh, Jim Duggan. Give me, you Lex. know. I mean, it was that too, right? So yeah. we've seen it in wrestling before. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we kind of talked about that before, Adam, of like the sense of uh, maybe an uncertainty. And you kind of brought up another side of it too, right? Of maybe there is a side of people that like, there could be a side of having an idiot run the company that knows nothing about wrestling. Or there could be the side of like, the McMahons aren't here anymore. That's mm-hmm. actually kind of intriguing to me. Yeah, maybe they want to go back. But they, a lot of these people want to wait it out, right? Mm-hmm. It, nobody wants to jump now, and that's, that's why what, I mean, guys like Tony got to lock lock him down. Do we think? Um, oh, you first, Senator. Do we uh, think the um, sale happens before Mania or after no. Mania? After Mania, because you need you need that uh, you need the, the figure money that was generated from mm-hmm. Mania in order to help the sale even more, right? Everything right. that you do, you want to make sure that your company looks very attractive. And so that's where they're going to get Dwayne and Cena and Austin and everyone on the show. Yeah, everybody, show. get everybody on the show. All the stars that you can get, all the meetings, Hall of Fame, all, everything. You're going to you're gonna see them ramp up everything just because of that, because it's going to make them look good with that. Um, but I was thinking about something, and I was like, "Let's say, uh, and let's say NBC Universal buys um, buys WWE. I think mm-hmm. that works so much better in WWE favor if they're like, hey, uh, we need stars because they'll be like, we need stars and we need cross promotions. So these are the way to build the stars even more, right? Like the ones that have these interest in." like acting and stuff like that. It'll be like, hey, we need you to go back and get Sasha Banks because she is making her way in Hollywood right now. And if we're able to get her on this show here, then for a couple of episodes, right? Like, yeah. you'll see, you'll see, because we already saw them try it with the reality shows. They're not good. Hey, but we Total see, Bellas we, was fun. <laughs> Total Bellas was the one that made me realize that John Moxley wants nothing to do with Hollywood. <laughs> so, or Daniel Bryan. Or Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, um, or even John Cena, for that matter. Cena didn't give a fuck. Cena, Cena, Cena didn't care how he looked on that show. He was supposed to be the <laughs> biggest face, and then he had like yeah. 56 page rule book that she had yeah. to follow. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, but no, like, you see. You see them making these attempts with that, but now you're seeing a little bit of, I don't know how, but there's success with like a young rock, right? Like this, this type of stuff, getting them on these shows here will help generate their stardom. Like, because it's not just solely through, we're seeing the numbers, the 1.7 for raw 2.2 for SmackDown. Those are, decent numbers but when you're comparing it to other places where there are other shows and stuff like that that are hitting like the three million marks 
that's how you can kind of do that cross promotion of, oh yeah, we got WWE superstar, da 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 da, guest starring on this show here, right? Like, on plus they can high, have rides, higher rated shows. They hmm? can have rides in Universal Studios. It's, it's funny that the, they... the attitude adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> I go the on. pile driver. <laughs> you know, in the past we've seen the times when they've had these crossovers that it's been huge for the company you know having have say what you want but you know i mean having back in the day having hulk hogan on and um you know the fact that they were on much music where they had mtv the war to settle the score yep. was massive mm-hmm. right and and the bringing in the stars in the in recent years it hasn't created as much for them you know i mean when john cena would co-host regis and Kelly Lee, whenever or whatever it was, uh, I don't know, whoever is Kelly Lee, and he would host, and he would come in for, you know, and do the morning show, and and you think it would create more visibility, it create more eyeballs when he would co-host as a guest host, and it didn't really seem to do anything for for the company. It seemed to do something for his brand. Yeah. I think you know, the problem. I think the problem with that though is WWE does a horrible job of promoting at this point. Outside of like, they used to be stuff. great. They used to be yeah. great because mm-hmm. if you look at it, they, they never once promoted that Sasha Banks was on Mandalorian. No, right? Or Sasha because Banks it wasn't because it wasn't theirs. Because right? it got it to the point theirs. where it wasn't theirs. Yeah, and that's where that's where if a network buys that's where you can kind of see the difference in the promotion, right? Because then Raw is going to be promoting this appearance and this appearance is going to promote the Raw. And then you can have, I don't even know what shows are on NBC, like the morning shows, but when they come out, you can have like the graphic at the bottom. You see Fox trying to do it a lot for like football. Like they have those advertisements on because they want to generate those eyes to watch it, right? And when they when they're able to do like John Cena makes his return, the football fans that don't really give a damn about wrestling, but they know who John Cena is from like peace. That was promoted like crazy on whatever Sunday. It was was... all over, right? Like you couldn't you couldn't miss it, right? So like these are like they were great before. Then they tried to turn into the NFL, where it was the the name was bigger than the stars. And that's what they kept trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's a WWE name, just like how NFL is. It's the NFL. The shield is bigger than any individual, right? And I think a network buying it might make a huge difference in that because you'll get those cross promotions a lot fluently. Yeah, I, I remember the small. I think a couple of things. A couple of things to what you said is like, yeah, like if it's a studio now buying wrestling. Um, and so you might draw in some of those wrestlers that have uh, uh, a push to want to be an actor. So I, I know you're going to love this, but I'm thinking about like a guy like The Miz, who's like, wants to be that star. And it's like, well, now you can put him in stuff, right? Now you have, you have stuff you can put him in. You have young guys that want to do the same. You can put him in stuff. But then the problem that you have with one studio owning them is like, let's say Sasha Banks is still in WWE and she wants to go out for The Mandalorian would nbc universal be like no you can't go to another competitor and so yes you're getting opportunities but they might be like in a real small zone 
Like you couldn't go to a Netflix show. You couldn't go to a Disney show. You couldn't go to any of these other films. Right now there's like WWE studios, but does that even really exist? Like the <laughs> Leprechaun reboots and anymore. like the Kane, it's been years, the Kane movies. Yeah. yeah. But even and when they did the have way, it, it wasn't a real thing. Yeah. By the way, Adam, I, I got to say, when The Miz and John Cena and that feud and he was making fun of uh, the John Cena for having a 56-page rule book and everything, that was fantastic. That was the last time The Miz entertained me. That was so great. Oh, the same as with Maurice? Yeah. The same as with yeah. Maurice? Yeah. Those, that those stuff was really fantastic. Good. And then Nikki ruined it because she got rid of Cena because Cena didn't want to have kids. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just him. I'm just talking about him because yeah. he's like that that cross yeah. right? That slashy that they want to talk about. So like, yeah. if Gable Stevenson is like, I want to be an actor too, then it's like, well, now we we have vehicles that we can throw him in, right? That are like, put him on, I don't know, is CSI on NBC? Like one of those shows, right? CBS, like a crime procedural show. But they they got all the there's got to be one criminal they got all the Chicago's. That's also <laughs> CBS. That's also NYPD CBS. PD Blue. That's NBC. What are these shows? Well, is that still on? If you're someone like they have, they have all the Chicago, <laughs> they got all the Chicago shows: Chicago Kitchen, Chicago sure. Fire, Chicago whatever. One. Oh, so you're saying Punk is coming back? Yeah. Just so we can go on all. By the, the way, really quickly, okay, okay. WWE does have a film coming. The last one they did was the animated film The Rumble, which actually wasn't mm-hmm. half bad. I watched it over the holiday. It was it was okay. Uh, they're doing the Crow remake. What? Yeah, that's WWE hmm. Studios. But Sting is over in uh, AEW. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and you know who the crow is, right, Martin? No. I, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Oh, actually, I, that's, I can live with that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I've seen him in makeup before. He does a good job. Yeah. I'll be right but, back. Uh, you guys keep if going. you're someone like MJF, who has reference going to Hollywood, and I don't know if he's just doing that as a character he thing to get. He's in eight twenty four. He's in the Von Eric movie more. Yeah, I, I know he's and and yeah. he's referenced that as maybe my future instead of wrestling completely. Again, I don't know if he's doing it just to get heat. It probably is, but if now this whole conversation that Adam and Senator was having about uh, you know uh, a network opportunities for cross promotion but it's maybe a small pool yeah it would be interesting to know if this is for him if he's making a decision if this is him going okay i'm gonna definitely get myself more hollywood or television opportunities because i'm in wwe or i'm limited because Mm -hmm. i'm in wwe and and i'm only able to go and cross promote with this very small pool it would be really interesting to know if it would affect his decision outside of just money or the idea that he grew up watching WWE and that's where he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. You think it would draw people in like MJF to come in and be like, now there's opportunity for me to do both. Right. And crossover. But then if you get to a certain level of doing that, you're wanting to branch out and then you might consider leaving. Right. Do you guys I think want it, it, more... it'll draw those guys in, but it, yeah. Do you want a few more WWE Future Studio Project uh, stuff coming up here? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we, got walk, we got a Walking Tall remake, remake with Charlotte Flair. So I know Adam's oh, excited yeah. for that. 
hasn't that been going on for like three years, four years, something yeah. like that? So that's must that must be what she was away for, where she was probably filming that. Uh, we have them doing American it explains, Gladiators. It explains the uh, it explains the high heels she has that she's in the walking tall. Mm. <laughs> uh, they're doing American Gladiators, which that makes sense if Comcast buys them because Comcast produced American Gladiators, if I'm not mistaken, yep. on NBC. And we have a Bianca Belair and Montez Ford reality show. I'm actually going to watch that. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm I definitely watching are, that. Those who are very entertaining. Yeah, so. I'm definitely watching that. But no, I mean, Adam, I think you're you're right on your point with MGF and others. I mean, that's why like, I wonder like, if an Endeavor, who is an agency, they're going to have nothing but the interest of everybody promoting themselves. That actually, I, I mean, I would say UFC is... Morning, you probably watch UFC more than any of us. What would you say UFC is at now for popularity compared to where it used to be? To me, I think it's died because I don't think they have as many stars. Not died. It's still very popular. But I think as far as the casual side of fan, because there's definitely a lack of... I could, I used to be able to name like 10 UFC fighters because they were just promoted so well for stars back in the day. I think the fights and the quality and everything they do is great, but I do think it's like the UFC is lacking a star power. And I don't know if that's the blame on Endeavor or ESPN. Well, uh, at least the blame on Dana White. Yeah. Um, as much as he was able to market uh, stars in the past, he's the one who wanted to put on so many events, essentially an event every weekend. And, uh, you know, was constantly... I, I think it, the fact that there's so many events and so many uh, cat or uh, weight classes and so many performers, it made it more difficult for people to focus in on individuals and for to have that brand recognition, that star power. Um, it, it just became, it, it became bloated. It became difficult to follow. Um, yeah. You know, especially since they can only fight two or three times a year. And there was, I mean, Connor's the last real breakout guy. they've had right Mm -hmm. so and that's been years now if you look at it like i'm a yeah i'm i'm a huge ufc fan and i used to watch it like especially during the pandemic i watched every weekend when it was on unless there was like a wwe pay-per-view but that's also because it was a pandemic there was really you couldn't do anything else right like Mm -hmm. And this provided a lot of entertainment. I think w- their biggest issue was on top of the fact that they tried to keep continuing to do things each week was that they oversaturated when it came to like double champs. Like everybody wanted to be a double champ at one point because mm-hmm. they saw the popularity that Connor got from it. And then you end up hurting a whole division because people that were supposed to be like the number one contenders didn't end up getting a shot for like a year and a half, two years later. Like we literally just watched Leon Edwards win the belt. And that guy was on like a crazy win streak and should have had like a title shot from way before. And then people that support those fighters are like, why am I watching if he's never going to get a shot? Like you lose fans that way, right? Cause you're mm. trying to, you're trying to get the numbers up and their numbers have not been as good as they they've been since Connor was Connor, John Jones, like those numbers. They're, there, they're right? trying to create the super fight to create the mega star to yeah. bring in people. But what they're doing is, is 
they're chasing their own tail doing so. You're right, Senator. Yeah. yeah. The closest person that they have to a breakout star at this point is Izzy. I don't even know who that is. Is Israel Adesanya. But like his problem the name. His problem also was he, he they were promoting him as an undefeated fighter until he moved up to try being a double champion. Mm-hmm. And then he lost. So then the mystique behind him goes away because he's already taken a loss. Then he lost his belt. So now like the stardom isn't where it could have gone. With Connor, I, Connor, they just promoted the hell out of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would argue there's bigger boxing stars right now than there is mixed martial artist stars. And there's probably more no well, one. I think you're right. Right yeah, now? Yeah. I yeah. think so. I, I was going to say, for me, it's like boxing went through that too, where it was like, you knew mm-hmm. so many boxers in the 90s and stuff. And then like in the last 10 years, I couldn't name you a single boxer except I still can't name him. The one guy that showed up on, on WWE. Tyson Fury. Tyson I forget Fury. his name. Yeah, Tyson yeah. Fury. Um, and then MMA, same thing. But it's just like, it seems like a decade later. Like I knew a lot of guys and now I know nobody. So it's kind of going through that um, for me. So I, I don't really know. Well, for wrestling, I mean, if they, so let's kind of wrap it up here. We didn't bash Vince as much as I thought we would, but I think it's just because we're all kind of at this point, we're just like, we're just exhausted about talking about the Vince side of things and the, the sales side is more intriguing. Um, the uh, the star power, I mean, Roman, I, I do think is a, a bona fide star now. I mean, the Bloodline merch sales are at another level from everything I've heard of people that go to these live events, that Bloodline stuff, like you does uniquely sell out. Like I would, I would argue right now, I know... Uh, by the way, Adam, do you know who number one was on uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees for the year? Danhausen. It was your boy Danhausen. Um, but outside yeah, of Danhausen, I don't Housen, get Danhausen either. I got. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. Either. I don't get him at all. Uh, Punk Punk was number two, by the way. Um, but I would say the Bloodline outsold both of them pretty handedly. Like the Bloodline is doing quite well. Um, but then I'm just kind of really looking, if you're really looking that you're selling this company and you're marketing stars, I guess you're looking at Becky and Bianca. Uh, is there another male superstar that you're really generally selling as a super duper star? Because I'm I... wondering, but but Josh, how much of that bloodline merch that's sold is Sami Zayn? It's Sami and, and the Usos. Usi thing. It's Sami and the Usos. Mm-hmm. Sammy and the Usos, or is it Sammy being Usi? Sammy and the Usos. <laughs> Sammy and the Usos. It's very Usi. I mean, it'll be interesting because the turn is coming. You know, we saw the turn is coming here, right? Like Roman did the first freak out at Sammy this week on TV, right? So the the, the build is coming. Something's going to happen in that in that Rumble match with him and KO. I, I would assume the kind of fantasy book here that KO. Uh, Roman's going to try to hit KO with a pipe or something like that. And then he doesn't. And and then he's still obviously going to win because Roman's not losing a belt of the Royal Rumble um, with what's with potentially facing Dwayne at, at Mania. But then we'll see kind of where those sales go for the bloodline. But I, I think a big part of it is, I mean, it wasn't until the Island of Relevancy shirt, the Sammy was on a shirt. Before then, they just had the bloodline with the Usos and him on it. And those shirts... So like hotcakes from everything I've been told and analytics from Brandon Thurston and John and John Pollock talked about every house show, every live event, those were gone more than any other shirt. 
But like, who's who's the other male? Can you guys tell me who is a ma- the other male superstar, super duper star that you're showcasing right now? As we have first Royal Rumble entrance and Morton's cat coming into the into our frame right now. Um, yeah, yeah, she's. But you're you're not as important as her in her opinion. <laughs> so like, if if we did not to not to kind of shine on but if you had the if you had the attitude error right you'd be like well we have triple h and we have the rock and we have this upcoming with chris jericho and we have china and we have this this and this and this that we could showcase Drew other McIntyre, th- would that be would that be the next guy is, that they he is super duper it's star? brock it's brock okay brock, it's obviously yes. brock is there someone else um like ray Ray Mysterio is up there. He's still. He's more of a legacy act. Yeah, more than anything. Um, But like, he's he still gets great crowd reaction and everything. But as far as mm, I'm sure his merch does well. um, Dominic got the tattoo tier now. Yeah, he's he's, he's there now. I mean, by the way, I'm starting to like Dominic. Just over at this point. On the record, I just want to know that Dominic won me over this week. No, on the record, Dominic won me over this week. Jail changed me. Um, you you've got Seth there, uh, yeah, um, and you he he's he's up in the ranks for sure. And then you also have hiding in the weeds is Randy Orton. Mm, okay, I'll give you Randy. Randy's one that people know. The right, RKO. Everybody knows about the RKO. When he comes back, it's going to be big. Yeah. Yep. And whoever is buying is buying is thinking about that and and his merch sales his merch sales always do well for some reason i think that's why it's important <laughs> to have Dwayne for the rumble i mean that poster if you I, I think we've all probably at least a handful of us have seen that poster now for the rumble with the participants and and lightning there so i think it's a very subtle hey Dwayne's gonna be Cody there. front and center yeah so we like we're not giving you cody a surprise Dwayne's gonna be in this uh, Cody, you know, I mean, if he hadn't suffered the injury, may have been that next male star that you're well, talking about. Well, I mean, he's, he's been on that TBS mm-hmm. show with big stars like Snoop, right? Um, <laughs> he was in Arrow. Like, he's he's been in things. He, he's, he's just not there yet. Like, there's like a KO who, like, could be that star. Like, there's a lot of guys that and this is the problem that I've been fighting with WWE for so long is that it's the Roman Reigns problem. It's the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar problem where you just focus on this forever and everybody suffers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you could have KO as, as a star on that level. You could have had him for sure. You could have Rollins there. You could have all these guys there, but you refuse to do it. And you just fed them all the Roman Reigns for two, for five years, let's say five years. Not even two. And they years. just got rid of one too. They've been feeding to both of them. More like a decade. <laughs> they got rid yeah. of Mercedes, who we just thought was a draw because she sold yeah. over fifty thousand tickets in five days. <laughs> yeah, because he just fed her to female Roman Reigns forever, right? Yep. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. Yeah, and no, I mean they, they absolutely focus so hard on those guys. I think, and assuming the Brock already was that huge star, and in trying to make. Roman Reigns at the level of a John Cena or a higher. Um, they, in focusing on them, they absolutely did not get anybody else over to the level that they needed to. And the funny thing is, when you look back at the Attitude Era, 
and you talk about The Rock and you talk about Austin, it's not too far you know, down the road before you start talking about Mankind and even Triple H. Dude, I and, watched the 99 Rumble today. The Undertaker. so bad. Yeah. The jobbers in that 99 Rumble, it is rough. It is, it's like Val Venus comes out. It's like, and here comes Val Venus. Like, I remember when they were really pushing him. And he's a he was a talented wrestler, but it was just like, man. And then Viscero would come out, and then Midian would come out, and then Goga, yeah, but- who was John Tenta, like it was bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you could be getting uh mid-card acts back then in the attitude mm-hmm. era were getting pops equivalent or greater than your superstars yeah because it was it was the booking right right? we want austin to be the hottest but we want someone like d'lo brown to be just a just just to get a big of an out uh, a reaction on a given time if a d'lo comes out or if a draws comes out or a road dog yeah exactly i'd say if uh, if uh you know edge and christian came out or d'lo came out or something like that came out back then uh they would be getting an equivalent reaction to to or equivalent or bigger and they were mid cards to drew mcintyre who's a main yep. event star now oh dude so, was, i've been watching i've been watching 99 raws leading up to this rumble and delo delo's pops are crazy the delo pops are crazy right now mark the, henry pops are crazy booking make, plays a huge factor in everything right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and titles actually play a huge factor too like in the attitude era the ic title meant something and for the longest they went away from the ic title actually meaning something like when you had the ic title there was a good chance that you were about to you're on that you're like one step away from being entered into the main event mm-hmm. scene like once you lose that you're in a title feud yeah probably. you're like going up there or even and i think they kind of went away with it when they they tried to keep it relevant i started to notice like the ic title starting to lose its uh merit when it was a two-man power trip when it was uh triple h and stone cold and they had all the belts like they had mm-hmm. that one really good feud when it was with against the brothers of destruction but yeah, then jericho and benoit it, yeah, and then they ended up putting all the titles on on the mm-hmm. two-man power trip. And then it was kind of like, okay, cool. Like, every time you put two titles on somebody like that, you start to notice that the value of one it starts to go down unless, unless you really are able to book But remember, down. Hunter lost that belt to Hardy because they were trying to make Jeff at that time. Jeff, and was, they were, Jeff was trying to build that. But Jeff's and they biggest were post... So he was supposed to, Austin was supposed to lose the belt to Benoit. Yeah. But if you look at Jeff, Jeff's Jeff beating Triple H was okay. A fluke. But his his breakout moment was that Undertaker match that he lost. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. that was Undertaker was was one of those guys that didn't win the belt often. But when the way how they booked him was that he could be in the main event at any time without a belt with a belt. It doesn't matter. Right. Like this yeah. is how bookings are supposed to be. Like That's I think he won the belt right now. five, five times in his whole career. Like he, yeah. like he was not there, but anytime you saw him, it could be the start of the show, the end of the show, middle of the show. It felt like 
this is a main event guy every that's time. That's what Seth is right now, then. That's you what just, Seth does. You just have me thinking about when CM Punk had the title and uh, seen a main event at every show anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and it made CM Punk seem like a lesser star. Once again, John Laurinaitis. I think he main evented only one time. What, against in, Cena. In his, yeah. Again, against well, Cena. Well, no, against somebody. I think there was one time he main evented against somebody else, but Cena was constantly in the main events of pay-per-views. Once against John regardless Laurinaitis. Regardless of whether or not he had the title. Pardon me? Once against John Laurinaitis, when Punk was the champion. Yeah. With Cena versus yeah. John Laurinaitis, when Big Show did turn 56. Mm. So only one third of the way. Yes. I can't believe I remember that. Uh, and this is my last point of it. I would argue right now, AW has more marketable stars that they can put on a poster that people know. Well, they certainly have guys who get better crowd reactions. The crowds MGF, are just more uh, general. People know, I, I would say. I, I was just general, thinking. Uh, I was just thinking like what you were saying where you have, yeah, you have your big stars, Rock and Austin in that era but the mid carters are getting pops like mm-hmm. look at acclaimed like they get the biggest pops of anyone mm-hmm. they're like i don't know the w boys or something right like mm-hmm. of this era where they're like they're not no, the they're the new age outlaws by they're any the new stretch age outlaws. they're the new age yeah. outlaws. but they get that pop yeah. they get those pops yeah. like that right um and and to what dissenter was saying is like it's like because of titles too like yes they were getting over because they were just getting over but then when they gave them those titles there, it's like the title gave it like purpose and legitimacy to this. And you have to have them in those conversations. You can't just have them like, if, if they just kept having feuds for a while and not getting in a title scene and losing whenever they got a title shot, like Vince would book them for sure. Like, oh, they're just a comedy act. They can't win titles. Just keep getting them beat up and it'll be funny for three or four months. And it's like, that's not funny anymore. Um, and then people would stop caring. But you give them a title, keeps those pops going for sure. And yeah, also yeah, letting them win. And I think you also yeah. got to look at at who is your audience. Like we see who AW kind of caters their stuff to. It's not if you look at it, it's not really the casual fans. It's wrestling fans. It's like the people that will actually read uh, the the rap sheets and all that stuff to figure out like, oh, there's a potential of this person coming. That's why they have all these signs. The worst kept secret of CM Punk being on Rampage. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, like the worst are... kept secret happened January 4th. Oh yeah, no, that for sure. And by the way, they breaking news, that show they is officially sold out now. It just sold out. They don't even read Japan. Japanese fans don't read like the American fans do. So they were kind of confused at one point. I've, I've, that was probably the only thing from Wrestle Kingdom that I watched at one point. I was like, oh. You haven't seen Osprey and Kenny yet? I have not really been home to watch anything. Oh my God. You, you go look up Wrestle Kingdom. I'm going to look it up on Daily Motion, Wrestle Kingdom, find it, watch it. I'm going to watch it. That's far more important than talking to us. Yes. (laughs) I I told, I told y'all that. before we even record, I was like, I'm not coming on this episode because I didn't watch anything. Yeah, but, that's um, fine. But uh, no, no I, what I'm I, saying is for WWE, they're trying to, they, where they're built. If you look at certain places that they go, that's where they get pops, right? Then you go to certain areas that are way more just, this is like a 
a night out or I'm taking my kids because I used to go, but I'm not really even watching anymore. So I have no clue who half these people are, right? AEW, they keep rerunning the same places because that's where the people know who they are. So these pops that get built mm -hmm. up there, you saw them go to Chicago how many times, right? Mm -hmm. But by doing that, when they go to another market, they've already heard all these huge you, pops. You didn't see the Seattle coming. show then, did you? Because that crowd was the worst crowd I've seen in like two years. What are you talking about? That crowd was hot as hell. It was That's what I'm saying. That's, that crowd oh, yeah. was ridiculous. The oh, New Orleans crowd was crazy. Like, but, no, but I'm saying in the beginning, if you look at when oh, they the go to Chicago sure. all the time, they yeah, built yeah, yeah. up that pot. Oh, yeah. So when so when oh, they yeah. go to other places, it's now they... cheap mentality. Yeah, so well, yeah. now they're I like, said okay. This about, yeah. I said this about AJ when he first came into WWE and he got a massive pop because it was at the Royal Rumble mm -hmm. where there's a smarter crowd than there is everywhere else. And therefore, because he got a massive pop the first time he came out at the Royal Rumble, he would get and he got a massive pop the next night because again it's a smarter crowd on the. It was Monday. also in Florida uh, where after Impact Royal Rumble they created a, a. He was he was very soon getting massive pops at house shows and they weren't expecting it, mm -hmm. and he was mm -hmm. the most over guy at house shows. But it's it's that sheep mentality. Once you, once people see that somebody is a star a few times, they automatically react to them like they're a star and, and the ability to. And it's funny because um, a lot of the people that were getting the best reactions in WWE over the last several years were getting those reactions because of the, like Kevin Owens got in and immediately got a massive reaction, not because of what WWE did, but because ROH. another company already had actually gotten them mm -hmm. over. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they piggybacked it. And I, well, yeah. 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 I had another point, but now I, I forgot because uh, we were talking about <laughs> I, something else. I was just going to say what you're saying, Senator, like, AEW does a really good job of this when they're branching to new venues or new new uh, cities. You get the big pops, but you're also bringing hometown stars there. Mm -hmm. And those guys are getting like, like when they go to Seattle, they're putting over Swerve and they're putting mm -hmm. over Darby, huge, right? Two massive hometown pops. And the right? ref, and the ref, she was from the uh, yeah, from Seattle. You no, know, you're yeah. supposed to, pal. They lose in their hometowns so till you get the I know, heat. I know. Yeah. The fucking heat. I know, but that doesn't that doesn't work, especially. <laughs> and, and Tony knows that with like a, a like a younger promotion where okay. they're getting those pops in Chicago, they're getting those pops in in Florida, and then they go to Seattle. You gotta like you gotta push over those hometown stars. They're coming to Winnipeg. Why are they going to Winnipeg? Mm -hmm. Right. There's two reasons they're going to Winnipeg, and we know both of them. So yeah. like that that's what's gonna happen in Winnipeg. Um, and that's how you grow that kind of groundswell to your fans there um and you and you sort of cater your audience to you like why they're going to LA. give them what they want a little bit yeah you, you know, know why exactly. they're going to la you know why they're going to go to london london is a smart is, is a smart um wrestling fan base yeah. they a lot of their talents that they have got over in promotions in london right yeah. and then that's a place where you can have a Junior have Hater. a pack or you know what I mean, Jamie Hader. Like all these, all these people, all these people. Page. Next, you might you see them go to Australia or New Zealand because they have a few people from there. Like they know the markets that go to get the audience and get the pops. And once you go to places where you get massive pops, when you go to other places, like Martin said, it's the sheep mentality. Now we want to join in. We saw the one town start mm -hmm. singing, start singing Judas, and then it went it. Now it's just something yeah. wherever they go. That's you hear that song, everyone's singing it, right? I, like this is 
it's go plays a factor. I will ask this one last question here before we wrap up. So now, like I said, I have one last new- question as well. Cool. Uh, that new Japan show, it sold out. It was, it was not even close to sold out beforehand. And no one knows any other match in the show. No one knows, like people, Akata is advertised, right? And I believe Jay White is advertised, although Jay White uh, could technically not be in Japan if he loses to Hikaleo. Um, but, and Kenny's not even advertised for this. The only, only person that was advertised for this too was Kari Sane and Mercedes Monet. Money. Is it Monet or Money? Monday, I believe it's Monday. Um, that shows to me, as we were talking about marketability of WWE stars, if Tony ends up, if she does show up on, on, on AW this Wednesday, Dave Meltzer is saying that she is not going there. Some others are saying that she is going there. I think that will be the single biggest loss in professional wrestling that a company has suffered in. I mean, Martin, you're the more of the historian. I, I said Hogan level for WCW. I, I think maybe that's a little bit hyperbolic, but it's it's a it's probably Kurt to impact, I'd say. That was the last big, big super loss. Now Kurt's had different reasons and everything like that, but Kurt was a big time draw for impact. But that is a lot of cash, no pun intended, or money left on the table now when you see the impact that Mercedes has. Yeah, I'd say it's probably closer to Jericho joining WWF hey. from WCW than there you go. Hogan. You know, I mean, it's not at that. It's a it's a star, but somebody who hasn't even reached their potential yet. But mm. it's it's definitely a star, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think she has even more potential than what WWE took advantage of, and maybe mm-hmm. an AEW could do that. Uh, my question for you, and and it's related to what you just brought up. Um, Russell Kingdom, every, or sorry, um, every year New Japan World sees a bump in subscriptions, obviously, during the G1 and during the Russell Kingdom events. Those are the two big drivers for the, for the and generally, you know, people Dominion. are lazy and don't uh, cancel. Dominion a little bit, but it's, these are yes. the two big drivers, so the G1 mm-hmm. tournament and Russell Kingdom. And this year's Russell Kingdom drew by far 90, the most subscription 90, bump that the company's ever had. 90,000. The, the bump yeah, huge jump for them. For them, that's a massive number. How much of that was Omega and Osprey, and how much of that was Mercedes Monet? I think it was probably 80 to 90% of it was her. I think, yeah, I think it was. I mean, because Mercedes, you know, the Mando effect is already, I mean, you look at the Mando effect really quickly. And this is a spoiler now, but come on, the show's been out for two years, but she's part of arguably the biggest scene in the history of Disney Plus with the return of Luke Skywalker. She is in that scene, watching Luke Skywalker return. Millions upon millions of people watched that and wondered, who is that person? And they know that's Mer- and they know now that that was Mercedes uh, Verdano. And then they recognize her from the time that she was promoted on Fox. Also, the fact that she carried the Fed during the pandemic. She was the biggest wrestling star during the pandemic. It's her, Bailey, John Moxley, and Akara Shida were the four pillars for companies during the pandemic that carried their companies. And she arguably was the biggest star that carried her company during the pandemic. Plus on these, uh, Senator was talking about with Cena being promoted. Sasha was all over that stuff. And now we're seeing the the impact that she had. I had people that didn't give a shit about Wrestle Kingdom, kind of don't, don't watch AW, had heard about who Kenny Omega was, had no idea who Will Ospreay was, but wanted to watch the see Mercedes. And 
that drew that up there. And now we'll see what happens with AEW. But we're seeing that she's a draw. And like, it comes back to the initial conversation I talked to you about, like, who's the marketable stars that they can go with? Yeah, Roman is definitely one. And there's a lot of potential there with what Roman can do. And I'm sure Adam would love to see him go to Hollywood and never come back again. Um, but I think Sasha Mercedes, arguably to me, was the biggest star period that they had. She's been a star, but like you mentioned before, she was always fed to you. Uh, love her, Josh. So you got to put do. that in there. I'm a bias. I'm, <laughs> yeah. a, I'm a big Mercedes. I'm, I, the, I'm, I'm the biggest Mercedes. I'm a fan. big. I'm a big Mercedes Sasha fan too, but I'm maybe not to this like like you said hyperbole level. Yeah. I don't um, have her all the way up there, but she did. Ha- she was building her cross crossover appeal. And I think yeah. that they missed out on a huge opportunity of that. And like I brought up before, like they didn't even promote her being on the Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. I think that that right there was just a sign for her. Yeah. So you gave us, you gave me some of the worst title reigns. Um, every time you gave me a title reign, it was to either lose it to Charlotte or lose it to like mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, like. Because these were people that you guys wanted to promote. Even I got on, I got on hot ones, and that's how I got recognized to go on to Mandalorian. Like it's not even from WWE. It was because I did an interview on Hot Ones, and they said I have personality. Like you could have taken advantage of this, you didn't, and now I'm just gonna show you. I'm gonna prove you. Like I said in the beginning about Petty from Vince coming back. This is Sasha just being petty too, just Mercedes Monet, Monet, I mean, just being petty too to show you I'm a true star and I'm about to go out there and prove to you why I am the star that I am, not just because I'm Snoop Dogg's cousin. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, and I don't know if you were saying this, Morton, but it was like, was it, was it AEW's big loss for not signing her? Or is it WWE's loss for losing her? I think well, I think WWE. Yeah, right? WWE. Because I, don't, I mean, it's a I don't loss think it was AEW. But... Yeah, no, I don't think it was AEW's loss because I think like she made her choice, right? She was like, I want to go to Japan. I want to do this. Like, she, I don't think she was going to sign with AEW. She was making her decision, which is very funny because she's like, I want to wrestle in Japan so badly. And now she's wrestling in America or <laughs> New Japan. Like her first match is in America, which is slightly silly to go all the way to Japan to then come back and wrestle here again. Um, but I, I just think that she's she's there. She's proving herself as a star for sure. I, I could see her going to AEW eventually, um, but this was definitely proof that she does have that draw for sure. And she can kind of do it on her own, on her own terms, right? She doesn't need, she doesn't need Vince paying her just to stay on tv she can do it herself doesn't need that machine behind her yeah Yeah. i mean the wwe machine it's it's very much when somebody leaves the wwe they can very much notice it i remember when sable left and she she thought she could go without the wwe shine is another one that she thought for instance that they could go without the wwe without their promotion behind them and continue to be big stars and they were found out very quickly that without that WWE promotion machine behind them, they couldn't. But this is a different era. It's a different time where I, as much as the WWE has branded itself over the stars, their own brand, 
over the individual. Um, somebody like her, it's a, it's a smaller world within the wrestling community. And so even if she doesn't have the crossover appeal, the, the appeal that she has within wrestling fans and the respect she has means that people are going to be interested in what she's doing and give you the opportunity to, to follow her for that reason. And uh, so I kind of think that, you know, I mean, she's a draw within the wrestling community. Is she a huge mark? You know, I mean, she was a character on The Mandalorian. I don't think a lot of people know her name. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think you, you're going to have a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know Sasha Banks if they know her because of wrestling. They don't know her personal name, her, her real life shoot name. But the face, they know the face. And it's, it's, a, it's a world where so, sharing somebody's face is enough now through TikTok, through Twitter, through Instagram, showing that, that, that she shows up in New Japan is enough to create a buzz and create interest. You know, it doesn't have to be the name that's known anymore in some ways. Mm-hmm. The face is, is enough because of the social media aspect. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much like where the big thing comes in. As much as as much as any of these companies wanna the change in the wrestling industry now is a lot of the people that are over on top of the machines behind them, it's their own self-promotion. And if and it's through the social medias, like you're saying, that gets them up and gets them the promotion that they need. So she's she's had millions of followers for the longest time she been she her uh she just won an award for like her cbd company that she has with Callisto and stuff like that like mm-hmm. these are just these are just ways that she just found even more ways to promote herself unlike before when you had to be advertised on the wwe you had to be seen on the on tv in order to have that following. Now they're at the point where it's all self-promotion on top of being seen on TV. And if you're able to capitalize on it and do it well, which I think she's been doing a really good job of it, of promoting herself, it'll be, it's completely impactful. So. Do we, do we think that she's gonna win the title? Oh, absolutely. I think. Absolutely. I mean, I think. It's funny because Carrie Sane just got it. Obviously, it's the yeah. new title. <laughs> mm-hmm. And within Japan, obviously, they see her as very marketable for New Japan. But you're talking about a worldwide star. You're talking about mm-hmm. somebody who's moving numbers for you. You put the title on them because that title is still not elevated. Mm-hmm. It needs to be elevated to the next level so that it becomes a draw. Because when mm-hmm. you have good booking, as, as the senator was kind of talking about earlier, when you have good booking, the title can be a draw. And it's not, but at some point when it's a new title in some, to some degree, it is the wrestler makes the title. Then later on, the title can make the wrestler. Mm-hmm. But right now, the, the wrestler needs to make the title. The mm-hmm. only way I don't see her winning it is if they haven't fully locked down a contract with her of multiple dates. But I don't see her even going over there to fly to Japan to do that, to do one match and not have a few other dates locked down. So I don't see her pulling a Carl Anderson on this. I don't see her. I think she'll be more <laughs> professional. 
I think she'll be more professional. Now, I do have to ask you too, because uh, Josh and I did talk about the Russell, Russell Kingdom recap and we already got into it, but what, what do you think of the hair? I mean, it was a mistake, right? Like as great as her look was, and you won't forget the hair. I mean, come on, that, that, that didn't look good, did it? I liked it, to be honest with you, because it was completely different than her look in WWE. Like I'll she, give you that. She is a person that mm-hmm. likes, to, as you can tell, likes to do the colors with the hair and everything like that. But I think she really tried to go out there, and I give her props for that, because there's only so much you can do with your hair, unless you're just going to cut it all off, right? Like, if she's going to show up bald which she's not gonna do so i gave her credit for the creativity for it but would i ever do that no so <laughs> I'm, I'm with i'm with you too i dig it i dig it it's like it's so different it's weird it's almost like a heat map right which is also ah. kind of what she is like feeling out feeling out the temperature of like what how how big is she how good is she mm-hmm. kind of feeling that out um I, I was a little, yes, I, I popped for it and I was like excited for it, but I was a little underwhelmed. And I think it has to do with some of the presentation of, of NJPW for me, just like she came out and did a WWE professional wrestler promo that just kind of falls dead in New Japan. Um, and so like, it just, it just kind of fell on deaf ears a little bit. It felt like she was just talking at the camera and the crowd like was not reacting really. And it's just kind of like, okay, you said a bunch of words and you're here, the end. Like it didn't have much much more of an impact than that. Um, she could have done it without words, I think, honestly. Um, but so that, that was my sort of like downside of that. Um, I just think she doesn't really understand the Japanese style of promoting herself as a wrestler yet. Um, and she might need a little bit more to like win all those fans over if she wants to stay in Japan for a little bit. The the crowd was funny at Russell Kingdom because it's the first time they were allowed to cheer. And it's like, yeah. we're not comfortable cheering yet. We don't know when we're supposed to cheer, what we're supposed to cheer for. And so it fell a little flat, the actual entrance and stuff like that, live and everything like that. I'll agree with you there. And I think it's, yeah, the crowd was didn't know. It wasn't until the Kenny Omega and a Will Ossery match, which drew them in to the point where they couldn't help but be a hot crowd. Until then, they mm-hmm. they were kind of very unsure of how they're supposed to react. And uh, I think I think the only thing that hurt for me, those heels made her look like fifteen feet tall. <laughs> and and I thought I thought she's standing next to Kari saying I thought. It didn't. It did. It wasn't a good visual for me to see one look that massive compared to the other. But you know, that's that's just like and the crown on top of that. Yeah, the yeah, like she just looked huge. I'm like she towered. Like it reminded me every time I would see Stephanie McMahon out there with like Alexa Bliss, and it would be like, (laughs) it makes you, yeah, that makes the other person not look so good when you're just towering over them. That's a that's a fact. But uh, I think we've lost Josh, so the podcast got better. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I I have a segue back. I don't know if you talked about this already. Is there any possibility 
that Tony Khan is considering buying WWE. We did bring that up. Uh, Josh okay. actually brought up the Shad Khan. He, he, he had them as his, one of his uh, outliers, a, a, a uh, what would you say it, a not dark outlier, horse, but a dark horse, yeah. And yeah. we talked about how that would be the most fun, but seems unlikely. Very unlikely, but I think it's, it's something that's like, yeah, fun to think about for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's- You, you also talked about- Oh, go ahead. You, you also talked about WWE stars that are going to be let go in the time of like Vince coming back. How many, we should do like an over-under of how many wrestling, how, how many wrestlers in WWE ask for their, to, to be released from their contract. Oh, ask for a release. Ooh. In this next, before the sale. I'll um, say five. I'm and that's hard to tell because you never know. I'm go you never know how many actually ask it and how many get released. Like how many come to the public, right? I'm yeah. Go you know, Ali's been asking for it how many times? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think and are they going to let them go this time? Are, are, are people that mm. have asked in the past and still want it, are they like, this is my chance because they want to dump some people and maybe they'll kind of let people go out of their contract. Uh, mm. Good, good chance. Like I said, trim the fat, but unless they're a huge star. So if it's somebody like AJ that asks, that's going to be a no. If it's somebody like <laughs> yes. Mustafa, yes. Mustafa Ali at this point, then it'd probably be a yes. So. Yeah. Cause you think about like, Cesaro in the past where he asked and that was just the longest like he could never get out of that forever but now if if yeah somebody like Ali asks they're just going to be like sure yeah, yeah I could see it yeah yeah it's, it's funny to think of like you know they're if they're looking to trim the fat anyways it, it's an easy excuse with the person is already asking to be let out you know, I mean, it won't, I don't think it would, I don't think if somebody asked to be let out and they let out that person, that that would necessarily save somebody else's job though. Uh, you True. know, I think if, if they're going to let you go, they're going to let you go. Yeah. I agree. All right. As I say, there's the podcast got better with no Josh as <laughs> it, you yes. know, that's, that's obvious. And I don't think unfortunately he's going to be rejoining us. So I'll give you guys a chance to do the last thoughts and then we'll wrap this sucker up because, uh, you know, Adam, you, you, it's not fair. You didn't, you haven't been running the whole marathon with us. You came in late. You got lots of energy left, but I'm exhausted. I, I did come in late. I'm exhausted. I did come in late. I skipped the dishes just <laughs> arrived too. So I'm like ready to eat at the same time. Tapping it out. Um, um, my final I, thoughts real quick. Go for it. Just, we all saw Vince coming back, and now it's just 2023. Let's just see what's going to happen. That's the only thing I have left to say, to tell you the truth. I, I think Vince coming back is terrible. It's awful for, for most things, but it is also very exciting because it changes a lot. It, there's potential change in, in the future, right? It's not like Vince is coming back and it's same old, same old. 
which would be like if he was just like I'm coming back and I'm dying in this chair we'd all be like I might <laughs> we all might be like we're done with WWE right but he's coming back and he's like we're selling the company that's like okay he's back for a really short time and then there's something new coming and I think that's always exciting for wrestling fans is like what what could happen after this right is, is always exciting so I'm interested to see where it goes well, I mean, it, it, like I say, it kind of just sickens me because to know that the rules are different for the rich, it, it sucks. But the rules are different for the rich, and that's it's also a reality. So you have to um, learn to live with it because you know it's it's back to the same thing. Do you want to? Do you want? Do you like wrestling? Do you want to watch WWE because you like wrestling? Then this is the type of thing that you have to be able to put aside again. Um, and it's sometimes it can be difficult, but it's uh, it's it's a constant battle with uh, WWE. So it's, it does seem so. Uh, thanks very much, guys. You, I don't know. You have any last thoughts on what I just said? You looked at him like you were thinking, like you're like, hmm, no, no last thoughts. Uh, good. I haven't had first thoughts, so <laughs> you could try that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this. Has been as this is how Josh wants me to say it. Thank you for listening to. Your Rustling Podcast.